This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. And for those that like peeking behind the curtain, this is my fourth. It, this is my fourth episode recording of four days, uh, and somehow I'm awake and I'm quite. I'm, uh, somehow you can hear my my me speaking because my throat's usually dead if I do anything in a row twice. Uh, I am joined with the current reigning W3L heavyweight champion. He was last time in the 1.5 episode we spoke to spoke to him as well yeah. in the last season. It is Taylor Bryden. Welcome to the show. So I'm, we're, we're, I'm, so I'm calling this episode the next level. Like I'm a wee, wee tagline. Yeah, it. no, I get it. Yeah. I, I worked with the gimmick. That's, I, I like to I like to just put it all together. It's it's there's a lot there's a lot more work than people think when, when I'm making up these uh, titles and, and doing this this uh this job. It's not a job, is it? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I it's good. I'm, but you're not giving yourself enough credit, Billy. Like that entire uh, top 100 list that you did, that must have took hours to compile. So, what was actually work for you? Oh God, that that was such a good idea when I put it out as an idea, thinking, oh yeah, I could do this. And then it took me like a week of of X, trying to work Excel, which I don't know how to work anyway. And then I had to, <laughs> I had to try and go through. So I thought. This year, I've done it month at a time. So first April, I'll do all of March's ones and put it in the, in the spreadsheet. But I thought yeah. of that idea in November. So I had to do a, a year's worth of results tracking to get to do it. And you were number one. Yes, I was. Um, thanks to the guys at Fair City Wrestling and most of W3L. Like, uh, Mike and Kev booked me very strongly for the entire year, which I was very grateful for. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't put the numbers out, but yeah, your defense has really just put you quite far ahead of everyone else because you're defending your junior heavyweight title, your WTL title, like monthly. So yeah, it was it was a no brainer towards the end. I was when I was doing the tables, I was going, really? Is that right? Is that right? And I was looking, looking at the defenses, like yeah, every month you defended a title. So yep, um, I think there was only no, there, I, I did, there was one month that uh, I tagged with Caleb Valhalla for a Fair City Wrestling, but I think I defended the title later that month as well. Yeah, and, so it was just... Yeah, so but um, but um, I, I mind when I was speaking to you in, the, in December for our, our one, little 1. 1.5 episode um, when we're backstage at WDL, and uh, I was like, trying not to tell you, because I thought, oh, you better keep an eye on it. Like, no, no, don't tell him yet, because I want to be surprised on Christmas Day or, or, or Christmas Eve, I think I, I announced he was number one. Um, I don't know what your reaction was to it. Were you like, ah, oh, cool? Well, you'd already you'd already kind of let slip that I was in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So, like as I said, it's not down to me. It's down to the people that um, that actually book me and um, put me on shows. Um, but it's nice to see that after what what I consider my best year of in ring work um, for mostly, I think. I really enjoyed about 80% of what I did last year and I'm glad that what I thought I put out into the ring um, came across as 
that sort of number one spot and I really appreciate it. Even though it was based on results rather than performance, well, it sort of vindicated the hard work that I'd, I'd put in or what I thought I'd put in last year. I'm, I'm glad folk, yeah, it's literally like the PWI list. So so for, for just so I, I didn't get caused uh, get accused of any bias. And then no, no, later no. I got accused of bias. So it was quite amazing how <laughs> it worked out with, uh, with Paul Riggins. Was that, was that, what was that? Uh, the, the wrestles and Wankfest, was it? Uh, Aber- yeah, the Aberdeen Wankathon. That's Aberdeen Wankfest. That gave me a laugh. Uh, I mean, I, I feel... I feel I've, oh, oh, I was, that was the whole thing. But I was—I was, I got to hand out some of the trophy. You do have a trophy, but I, I will see you next time you come up for WTL and you'll get... You may have seen them online. You, you get a, a little trophy for, for winning an award. Uh, so, I did. Uh, I did. I did see everybody with their with their little trophies. So I'm I'm glad that I get one of my own. That will go pride of joy in my in my cabinet in my conservatory. So I've got it in front of me. So next time W3L is up in Elgin, I will have I will send it to you or put it back. I'll give it to you. You will you will get it somehow. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're year. I think we're we're up twice this year in Elgin. As far as I'm aware, I th- think. Mike had said he booked Elgin twice this year, so it'll be one of those times. Looking forward to it. Uh, but yourself, though. Yeah. So last time we spoke properly uh, was episode 49, so it was April 2021, so it was March we yeah. recorded it, went out in April. Uh, and this year we're speaking in March, and it's probably going to go out in April. Uh, in yeah. So funny how things work out there. Uh, at that time, there was no shows. Nothing was happening yep. because it was still pandemic, uh, and then of course um, re- the wrestling return uh, was was about August, something like that. August, September. It was uh, my first show was August, but I think people had started running shows. Yeah, you know, it was the start of August, and I was at the end of August for my first show was in twenty twenty one. So last, the first time we've seen you since then would have been December twenty twenty one, of course, with. Right, so I spoke to Mayhem Brooks about this show, uh, W3L yeah. Elgin, December 2021, uh, and he had a great time because he lived in Elgin, so he, yep. he didn't have that many travel issues. Uh, but this show was hampered by, it seemed to be everything. That, so this is one year, return, one probably one of the biggest trips you would have to make returning back to wrestling. Um, yep. just, yeah. How, how was that? Um, as any trip with Mike Musso is slightly disorganised, but... And his defence this time, um, somebody had changed the code on the, like, the ring gets kept in, like, a, a big blue container. And um, somebody changed the code to get into the yard where the big blue container is. Right. So, unfortunately, Mike didn't know the new code. So, we couldn't get in to get the ring. So, by the time we managed to get in to get the container, we were always already, like, two hours late for setting off time. Then I think there was traffic on the way up. And then by the time we got there, we literally parked up and there was a queue outside the building and we just had to try and load the ring in and get built as quickly as possible before um before the show could start. But thankfully, like most of the most of the the people that were there actually understood that mm. it was a, a big mistake, it was a one-off. Um and usually even we run we do run Elgin fairly regularly. I think we've run it for at least the last Seven years, maybe, maybe more. It's been more than that because, well, I've last first one I went to was twenty twelve, uh, Elgin. So I think around the year before that. So it's been good. Yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah, so over ten years. Uh, but yeah, it was. I mean, 
yeah, I was, I was, I was on my own anyway. I was, I was, I was, um, where was it? So I was, yeah, December twenty two, I won. So, uh, when when I went there, I was already on on fighting, fighting sleep. Was I no? So I was born twenty twenty two. Oh, I'm always fighting sleep. But uh, yeah, when I when I got there, it was it was yeah, we shifted into a little room on the side where the meet and greets usually are, and that and that, and we just had to we were, yes. The ring the ring was late, and we were late coming up. I was like, ah, all right, cool. It was just so weird being on my own in that room, and it was just like all these kids playing and parents like almost like stone faced and disgruntled, like, oh. and I'm sitting here going, I look weird here. I'm just on my own sitting in this rabble. But you know, fair fair credits to you. It Matt, the show happened. It was different because yeah. there was literally nothing there other than the ring. But still, yep, it happened. Um, so that must have been like a nice welcome back to wrestling. Uh, <laughs> Here it, here it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that things have been sort of I would love to say that they've been ironed out, but there's usually always something happens on a WTL show day that means that you're still setting up right to the wire before the doors open. But I don't know how, but I've never seen a man that can have the organizational skills of Mike Musso and still manage to, regardless of the situation, manage to pull out his arse and put on a show and as every time and that's been well this is the 20 year anniversary of WTL's first show this year so it's 20 years of him doing this and still managed to put it on and everybody asks how he still manages to keep doing it and it's because it keeps working so that's why he does it but procrastination and, and, and all that he gets there eventually um, he does but, yeah but so go back to your first show at the end of August you, you said um what was it like back in the ring for the first time after, it was after good. a good year and a half? It was good. It was a bit different. It was a for Respect Pro Wrestling. Oh, I okay. um, Yeah. For Respect, um, I tagged with Craig Stevens against um, Bobby Roberts and um, Ewan O'Raw. Um, so it was a bit different. Like, uh, it was a new, new venue that I'd never worked before and like a, a new promotion that I'd never again worked before. It was just good being in front of the crowd again. Um, I always enjoy being a bad guy a little bit more than I enjoy being a good guy. So being able to have my first match back as a heel, I thought, this is great. This has set me up for the the next year because I thought I was coming back into Fair City Wrestling as a heel and I wasn't sure what was happening in WTL, but I thought I was going to get put in the, the sort of heel side of things there as well. And as it turned out, that didn't happen. And I ended up spending all the last year as a babyface. Just plugging away those defences. Um, yep. But that, that's, that's, I mean, you've got to put your, you got to put your uh, new body into effect as well. Because, of course, I mean, speaking to you before and, and you had this big transformation and uh, and what have you. So you got to kind of give it a test run, run out. And uh, was it was it all to standard or are you like, oh, I need, I need there's some, I've missed something in my stamina here or I've missed something. No, or... no, my, my... My cardio was golden, absolutely golden. Uh, As I said, I'd been doing card workouts all through lockdown, all through the year, and I'd been keeping on top of my calisthenic stuff just to make sure that when wrestling did come back that I had a gas tank that could go. Um, But the thing is, not long after that, like I, I didn't really even get to be very lean for wrestling for very long because by the time I'd done that show in August, I think I'd done maybe... Two, two or three more before the end of the year. I'd already decided that I was too small for wrestling. I'd got down to like 158 pounds, which is 
quite light, like I'm five seven. I was like maybe eight percent body fat, um, and I thought right, I need to get bigger. So I've, I've spent from maybe I think it was February, February twenty twenty two, just trying to get bigger and put on more size, put on more muscle. And I've just stayed in a calorie surplus for as long as I can until I was starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable in my body, which has only been really in the last month that I've decided, right, it's time to cut down, put my calories down, and actually start trying to strip body fat down. I'm sitting at about 190 pounds just now. Uh, my lifts have went up massively since I was at 158 pounds. And I feel that once I cut down, I'm maybe going to be maybe 175 and pretty lean. And for a guy that's natural and like five foot seven, I don't think I'm going to get any bigger than that at 34 years old. So I'll be quite happy if I could be at least sort of like in a ballpark case, sort of 12% body fat, 175 pounds, I'll be happy. Um, and then I'll be able to go on. Um, gas tank wise, even now, like I'm still currently trying to improve my game. Like I've dropped the card workouts and I've been starting doing um, like a sort of kind of Japanese dojo workouts. I went down to, I done a couple of Chris Ridgway seminars and I went down to his training seminar. And the stuff that he was doing there was even far and above what I'd been doing myself. And when I came back from that, I was like, right, that's the level that I need to go to. That's where I need to go next. So I've changed my training routine and I've been trying to do as many squats as I can in a week. Um, really pushing my chest workouts in terms of Hindu Hindu push-ups, reverse Hindus and decline push-ups, just really trying to like work through muscular endurance and just trying to get that gas tank even bigger than it was before. So that this year coming, I can have an even bigger in-ring year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um, so we will go back a little bit for, for when you came back to wrestling. So you came back end of August and then a couple months later, title. You had your Reckless Intent UK Championship picking it up there, and uh, Reckless yeah. wasn't a promotion you had you been in before the pandemic, or um, was it one of your kind of new places? And suddenly you're the champion. Yeah, I was. I was just a a, a new place, like um, like obviously divers runs Reckless, and he'd said to me all the way through um, the pandemic, he'd obviously seen the work that I'd put in, and he'd always said that. When shows are back, I'd love to have you have you on. Um, so he did, and the first show that I was actually booked on was that Fatal Four Way um, for the UK title, and I had no idea that I was getting getting the belt put on me, and I, I really appreciate that. It was a, it was like a nice sort of, um, I don't know, just acknowledgement of, of the work that I'd put in, and the belief that um, Kieran and Divers had had that I could do something of note and reckless. Um, so yeah that was good I really appreciate that like first debuting a new promotion and title belt on the same night not bad eh? not, not a bad, bad uh, trade yeah. and that, that really like you're saying they, they put faith in you because of, of the, they saw the work that you've done but yeah it must be quite it was must have been a um, yeah it was fulfilling that you just went right I've made I've done all this work and now I've got a title to prove it that I've that I've earned or, or at least that the, the the guys the promoters trust me with as well yeah. so it's it must be just uh, it was all worth it. All the, all the uh, no no fun meals uh, <laughs> that you had worth it because you got a little bit. You got a bit of gold around your waist. Yeah, it did, and that's that's what it's about. I just even even though title belts to to some people don't mean very much. It's 
still like in certain promotions, it's faith that a promoter's got that you could do a job that they're looking for, and I really appreciate that faith. Um, so from that point, of course, then February rolled around, uh, Fair City Wrestling. Uh, so we're in yep. February 2022. Fair City Wrestling became junior heavyweight champion against Ken Caden, a match that I think they've, they've put up online. I'm sure I've seen it. Must must have been on one of their full shows. So Yeah, um, I think it is. So that must be another quite another two belts, your, your uh, Taylor two belts. Um, I don't know if you if you ran with, with that particular hashtag. But uh, so, so you, you became... I <laughs> You became a two two title holder, uh, but that was I was sure I remember watching it. So it was, it was a really great match from what I remember. Uh, but again, yourself and King Caden uh, was that in our in our tick off. Just making sure that you still you're still um, fulfilling your how the hard work you've done and what was it like just winning an our belt in our title. Again, as the same same as what um, I said for mm-hmm. reckless like um, Kev had had seen the work that I'd put in. Um, over lockdown and he, he wanted to he knew that I could do a job what he was looking for he wanted the the junior heavyweight title to be a work rate belt that um, he could put guys out in 20, 25, 30 minute matches and have the matches be okay and, and good to, to some instances I suppose and he wanted to try and build that sort of work rate belt and it was really Nice that he actually thought that I could be the person that could make that belt what he wanted it to be, and I think we I did a good job, like a fairly good job anyway, um, of being able to put on matches that Kev was happy with, and that for the most part I was happy with. You were saying that that you came back and even though you were a heel for respect, you were, you were kind of put into the, the pigeonhole of, of babyface elsewhere. Um, but when I was finding watching your matches though, th- there was always a little bit of this extra aggression was that a conscious thought that you're kind of like i'm a baby face but i can still i'm still a wrestler i'm still fighting to win i was really thought into that kind of aggressive side that you were maybe just teasing uh, a little bit it's, it's not even not even any thought it's just more who i am as a person it's just it, it works I, I try, i've tried being a happy clappy baby face and i'm just i'm just not that person i'm not um I'm not bubbly or effervescent enough to to pull off the sort of. I'm not going to say it because loads of people do it really well, so I don't mean it as any disrespect. But a cheesy baby face. Mm. Um, I was just going to go out and be myself, and hopefully get cheered. Um, if I didn't, if I didn't get cheered, I'll try and make them cheer me. Um, but a lot of the times, I didn't really matter too much in FCW because um, a lot of the matches that I wrestled were face face. So there was always going to be naturally somebody that they were going to be attracted to more. And I thought, from wrestling a guy like Spike Tierney, who does a lot of flaps and has a lot of hometown advantage on me, if I try to go out and be out babyface him, I'm not going to. So I might as well just do my own thing and be a little bit different and um, just take whatever plaudits that I get from the crowd. Um, because as long as they're reacting and they're reacting for what I'm wanting them to react for, I feel that we're still doing the job. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's guys that I mean, opponent that you had uh, one of the the like showcase shows that um, Dundee Academy of Pro Wrestling had. I uh, was Zach Dynamite. He's kind of got that same thing. You can be a good guy in places, but the, the act doesn't change. It's it depends yeah. on on uh, who the opponent is really. But but they can still tweak the audience reaction when they need to. So uh, what was it like now getting you're back from from pandemic? 
you've now getting booked other places you now got this plethora of new wrestlers to face or at least wrestlers you've seen that you now get to face was it i don't know if you had any input on maybe your opponents for fcw for the junior heavyweight title but was there was there people out there you're like oh, i can't neither in fcw i can't wait to to get hold of them um, at that time like i was just basically whoever came on to put me in he had like a he had like sort of a, a card of guys that he wanted to to have me booked against and, and defend the belt against, um, which was da, 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 I done Zach Dynamite and Tom Atlas at a, a showcase show. Um, I've did a couple way Spike. Um, there was only like really one occasion where he let me sort of have some input. There was one month that he didn't have anybody in particular, so I got a chance to to put forward somebody that I really wanted to work with, which was um. Robert Bal Robert Balfour, um, because I've known Robbie for a long time, and it's something that I really wanted to do was to to be able to wrestle him on an actual show. Um, the match wasn't quite what I wanted it to be, but it's mostly my fault. Like I wanted to to make it a sort of grudge match because that's how we built it, mm -hmm. and really I think it would be better if we just done like a, a standard sort of wrestling match with a normal wrestling build. But you live and you learn, and um, that's just one regret, but I'm hopefully hoping down the road that I can get another chance to step into the ring with them and actually put on something that I could be a little bit more proud of. I mean, I've responded to some of your matches. Some of the matches are on FCW Empire. Um, one I watched, which I was blown away by, was yourself and Emerson Jane, uh, which was just phenomenal. It was a great match uh, between two. Of course, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big sign, a big big fan of of Emerson anyway. Uh, but to see to see to have this match, it was just incredible, and I like that it wasn't it wasn't a male versus female match. It was a wrestler versus a wrestler match. Uh, I don't again I don't know if that becomes into your conscious at all, or if you just treat opponent as an opponent. And you don't really think of of that kind of outside possibilities of intergender or anything like that. I mean, I mean, I suppose you could in some instances, but with like uh, Emerson Jane. Um, because of how talented she is and how physical she is as a person, you don't really need to acknowledge too much the gender, not in the dynamic between me and her anyway. Um, the crowd certainly picked on that. Like There were points that I knew as soon as I went out, as soon as I did anything, they were going to turn on me straight away because it's just a natural reaction. People see a, a man fighting a woman mm -hmm. and they're, they're going to side with the woman straight away. So I'd anticipated that reaction anyway. But in terms of the way that we actually went out and, and structured things, that wasn't what we that wasn't in the forefront of your thinking at all. Mm. Like the only thing we actually had a, any thought about was I was obviously going to be a, a little bit stronger than than Emerson because I, I am. Like it's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Um but in terms of how we were going to work, she's one of the best, not one of the best females. In the UK, I believe that she's probably one of the best wrestlers in the UK. If you look at her body of work, it's fantastic. The absolute dedication to her craft that she puts in, she's just one of the best. And I wanted to have a match that I could be really proud of and walk away from and hopefully not pick apart, which I did anyway. But at the time afterwards, I was really, really happy with how it turned out. And I was happy that the people that watched it backstage also liked it as well. So I was happy with it. There's two matches that I've been 
two matches that I've been really happy with this year, and it was Stuart Lyons, uh, like wrestling Johnny Lyons and wrestling Emerson Jane. They were my two favourite matches that I had this year. Well, last year, sorry. I was about to ask if, if if there is a match that you've watched. I went, yes, that's I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy no. with that. There's never a no, match. Never. That you're happy with. No, 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 never. Like I, you come back after a match and you think, yeah, that went really well. Like you listen to the crowd, like it went well. They popped for everything you wanted them to. They felt they came along in that ride of emotions with you. And I thought, I think that was great. And then you watch it back and you go, why did I get up so slow from that? Why did I do this? Why was I not more um, vocal here? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do this? And I suppose like it's just part of being a perfectionist. If you're like you're never going to be happy with anything that you do, um, and that was watching that Emerson Jane match back. As much as I did enjoy it, there's bits I was like oh, slapping myself in the face because I just thought I could have done something better there, or I could have made more of this. Mm-hmm. I just have to actually sit down and watch to give you any specifics, but I just know that after it and watching it back, that's what I thought. And that's what I think about all my matches. Like, the, nothing's perfect. No, Nobody's perfect except Kenny Omega. Um, so, like, there's nothing that you can, that I watch back on my own and think that it was amazing. There's bits that were good. There's bits that needed work. And it's something that I'm always going to look at my own stuff to try and work on it and try and get it better so that I can at least have less of those instances where I slap my head. I've I've realised very quickly because we we tried I piloted a season a, a a podcast thing called Behind the Match and I would get a wrestler on and we would watch a match and they would go through it. Um, and it was with Scotty Swift and it was it was a match against Super Executioner. So I was thinking this is it'll be a bit of fun. That means we can have a joke and laugh a joke about it. But he was he sat there and just picked apart bits that he didn't like and I was like. Yeah, this series is not going to go well because wrestlers <laughs> wrestlers don't enjoy watching their own matches. No. So I I will scrap that idea from from uh, from my idea sheet here. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 just it's fascinating because I could watch a match and go that was that was perfect if I'm in the moment and watching it. But you're right, even even as a critical brain, I can watch back the match on YouTube and go, hmm, there's something that could be. Done. I don't know what, but something could have happened there that was better or. Or yeah. So that's why I've stopped doing reviews of, of of matches I watch on YouTube because they're no fun to review them. It's it's more fun to watch and do your emotions afterwards and how you feel and, and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, that, that's what the best bit about wrestling is as a fan is the emotions. Um, yeah, and, and that authentic sort of feeling, like when you can come away from a match that you've just watched live and think, "Wow, like I really enjoyed that." Like put apart all critical thinking. Like the ride that you've been taking on has obviously done something that's made you think that was great. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's just wrestlers being wrestlers and wanting to be better. Like that's that's, that's comparison to Thiefy Joy. And when you're always compa- comparing yourself to other people or what other people do, you end up finding that you don't miserable, but you do get to a stage where you're thinking man I just wish that I was better and that's just where I'm at just trying to train trying to get better trying to do as much as I can to eliminate those head slap moments of course I mean like you said before recording you're going down to Manchester to, to um, do a seminar with Chris Ridgeway as well so you're always finding ways now to to excel or at least at least tweak or improve a bit that you think that, that needs to be improved um, 
so a guy Chris Ridgeway, what what kind of draws you to him? Is it his style or just because of his experience? What's your kind of thought with going down to Manchester to see him? Yeah, I just I just like how he works. Like I, I just I really enjoy that sort of hold for hold catch style wrestling. I just think it's it's great. It's amazing to see people be able to flow from hold to hold and make it look legit, make it look like it hurts, and all make it make sense. And I just think he's one of the guys that, that does it really well. Um, I was Sammy had trained with him um, before um, last year. Yeah, last year. And she'd raved about how good the session was. So we got a group of guys down to go to down to Manchester to see him. And it was, uh, I think it was me, Judas, Judas Gray, um, Ronan King, um, JJ Lee from Reckless Intent and um, Emerson Jane. And we all went down together. And so when I turned up and it was a seven hour session. So we started at two and we were scheduled to finish at nine. And when he started writing up the warm up, it was uh, 1,000 squats, um, 200 jump squats, 300 decline push-ups, 150 reverse Hindu push-ups, 150 Hindu push-ups, uh, 10 as many reps as possible um, pull-ups, and like an ab circuit thing that was like five sets, as many crunches, side crunches, and dragon flags that you could do. And when I seen that, I thought, wow, this is... Like, I'm used to doing, like, maybe 500 reps a calisthenic stuff minimum, and then I'm already going to be beating that and just the squats. And I thought, well, if that's the level you need to go to to have your engine big enough to be able to go for a long period of time at a high quality, that's what I need to do. So when we came back from Ridgeways, every week I've been doing at least half that like every session. So I've been doing at least 600 squats, 100 odd uh, Hindus, 100 odd reverse Hindus, five arm wraps of pull-ups, um, 150 declines, just to try and and just get to that next level. Um, obviously, when you're working a, a full-time job, it's hard to, to get the time to spend three, three and a half hours um, doing aesthetic work. But it's such an important aspect of wrestling that I'm just wanting to focus on that. And also, with him, he does a lot of sort of hold for hold stuff. And it was just being able to do more of that and have somebody that's really experienced, be able to guide you through doing different things and, and thinking. It's more a mindset thing, thinking about how catch wrestling can work in with the modern wrestling style. Mm -hmm. So that's why, that's what drew me to him. It's, and that's what drew me to Sammy as well. Like, she, she's very much a catch wrestler and does does things in a certain style. And I, just, I love that style. I think Zach Dynamite's the same. He's got a, a very specific style that he works. And I think all three of us are quite similar in terms of how we work and how we think about wrestling. So, yeah, that's basically it. We all just want to be better at catch wrestling. I, th I think when you went through that list there, I think by the third thing you mentioned, my knees were sore. And I don't know, I don't yeah. know how, just the thought of doing all those things, and then my back started hurting when you got to about the sixth thing. And uh, oh wow, and just to think in that in that car itself. Um, I mean, back back in Yoldy Day, uh, the the thought of all those students that are primarily trained at different schools, all in one car, going down to to a, a seminar down in England, that it would just wouldn't have happened. All that time ago, because of course you got Ronan, 
we love Ronan. I, I, I think he's incredible. He's ridiculously incredible for, for 19. But he's coming up from the Northeast. You've got Judas, of course, uh, uh, Joe Henry School. Uh, and then, yep. of course, you've got some veterans in there as well. And JJ, she was uh, Reckless Intent. So, it, yeah, it's just in all those all those um, different experiences from all corners of the country. And you're all all traveling down to to go and, and, and face Chris Ridgway well, and train with Chris Ridgway. So, um, yeah. It's 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 nice. I like, I like this kind of friendly, in general, friendly world of wrestling that that's been created. Of course, there's the Romans, but they're 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 in a weak corner now. They 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 stay yeah. in a little corner. They can stay. They can do their thing somehow uh, unimpeded. But generally, we've got a nice half of the of the country that's really nice, and everyone likes each other for the most part uh, as well. Yeah, I think I I got with most people like into and and wrestling anyway, but. I'm really drawn to people that have got the same sort of mindset as me, like and that want to go out and, and try and keep improving and keep getting better. And but then even saying that, there's so many people in so many schools that are doing that. Like if you look at like Andy's school, for example, like some of the talent that he's got at his school are just brilliant. Brilliant people, brilliant people, but also brilliant wrestlers, like people that are really trying their hardest to get to get good and I mean look at Daisy Jenkins like she's oh, yeah. kind of everywhere at the moment and that's a culmination of years of hard work and like being a great standard that people want to use her because she's a great just a, a great wee worker I think and will only get better like the amount of people that she's going to be working this year alone she's going to be a completely different wrestler by the end of 2023 that's it I and mean I was going to say, Andy, Andy, when I was speaking to Andy, he was saying uh, that because she, she started later, she's just all in because she's only got maybe a couple of years of doing this before before her, before her body goes, no. Uh, so she's only got a couple of years to do this, maybe maybe five, ten, if, if she's possibly lucky. So she's got to get all in now. And she's just went yeah. all in on, on the training and, and she's, she's it's paying off because she's she's, diff- she's different to, to most wrestlers in the country as well because she's got a bit of a yep. style about her. And she's just yeah, she's ace. <laughs> yeah, she she is ace. Uh, that's, there's no denying that at all. She's really good, really good. And like the amount of work that she puts in, like a lot of Andy's guys put in a lot of hard work. There's some really great guys there. Um, but yeah, I think that's all over. Like you look at the, the people that sort of wrestles on are sort of bringing out as well. Like you were speaking about Ronan. Like I I think he's fabulous. I think he's a, a really good worker. And it'll only get better. He's only nineteen. Mm-hmm. He's tall. He's athletic. He's got a good look. He's got a great gimmick. I mean, it's kind of kind of up to him what he wants his potential to be. He could go out and do and do whatever he wants with the sort of attitude that he's got toward wrestling. Absolutely, and he's very receptive. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to totally destroy his uh, his old character here. But when you can message him and. and... Like, not that I give him ideas, but like, like round about Christmas, I went four words: the Ronan King speech, and he was just like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and that was, so, but, but he's very good at just he's taking in lots of information from a lot of people, even even like people like myself who never done it, but I've got ideas. So at least present it to them, and he'll, he'll go, "Cool, that's an idea." And he might do it, he might not. I don't care, but I like that he just takes it in. And he's not, he doesn't just brush off anything. It all part builds part of the puzzle, uh, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we won't speak about all the other wrestlers because this is your interview. This is about you. 
yeah. uh, in general. So I don't, I don't want to start listening going, oh, they're ace as well, aren't they? Um, so I'll just, uh, I don't know why I'm using the word ace. I never use it any other time in my life and I've started using it in this particular chat. Um, of course, W3L being your your home promotion, the promotion that you've spent the majority of your, your wrestling career at, you've yeah. finally won the heavyweight championship in September uh, 2022 against Luke King Sharp at the main event at Resolution. Um, that We've already talked about, you know, getting belts, it's cool being trusted, but that one must have been, that must have been the, the most special one, though. I, I mean, all belts are the same to me. Right. Like, it's, it's, more, it's more what Mike's put into me, like, trusting me to actually go on and, and represent it at the top of the, the top of the card, I suppose. Um, but it, it is nice. It is nice. It's something that I never thought I would do. I always thought I would sort of lie in the sort of mid-card in WTL and just do my thing. Just be a, a really good little opener wrestler or somebody that does first half main. I never ever seen. I know that you shouldn't think of yourself like that, but I didn't see myself as a guy that would end up closing shows um, on a regular basis. So it's it's cool. It's, it's good that I get a chance to main event pretty much every W3L show that I'm on now and it's good that Mike's putting me on with guys that um, that help me elevate my game and actually accentuate the positives that I've got like helps me like wrestle that style that I want to wrestle because they also wrestle that style like um, wrestling Guy Hawks last time mm-hmm. we were up in Edinburgh eh, in Elgin sorry um, like, I really enjoyed working him because we wrestled quite similar styles so we were able to put Put what we did together fairly easily, and I think it come off okay, like and be a little bit different to everything else that was on the card that night. That that was what I was about to ask you because I remember um, that is in my notes because of course I only get to see wrestle like twice a year uh, when they when you come up here. Well, live anyway, um, and and that match with Gaia Hawks especially was, I think I may have put it in my review. It was so different from the rest of the show. It felt like it was the main. It was the main event because it felt like the main event. Uh, because it yeah. was totally different, and uh, and Guy Hawks was just incredible, and and to see you two just kind of keep up with each other, and even though there was a little bit of clash because say, you're more of a, a catch guy, you want to kind of grab body part, and he was a high flyer, but he had a little bit of, of that in there as well, more of a striker yeah. also, and I, I love it when these kind of style clashes meet because generally, most of the time it creates something quite spectacular to watch, um, but yeah, that that match with Guy Hawks, uh, yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. That's another one of those matches that I enjoyed this year. He was such a charismatic young guy, and I think I think he's only nineteen as well. Like, I think I think he's like a, a quite a really young guy, and he was brilliant. Like for somebody that's not been doing it a massive amount of time, like he's really talented. But if you look at like if you follow him on social media, you'll see that he's just been wrestling non-stop in Japan recently. So, like he's got a good pedigree for for where he's from. Like, the opportunities outside of Scotland are, are massive, I guess. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that match. I enjoyed putting it on and I knew from looking at the rest of the card and watching the matches through the night that we were going to be something a little bit different than what everybody else was expecting. Like, Mike, usual family show style, he told me just to go out there and just and do one of my style matches and I was, I was really happy to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, and it was definitely worth it. So I don't know if, I, if anyone's got the WTL network, I think it must be on there. I don't think it was on there. It's actually on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's on the YouTube, yeah. I don't know what I'm watching later. Uh, I, f- I forgot it was on there. 
So I'll be going to go watch that. Uh, so we've got some questions then. I'm going to just go grab them off Instagram. Try to. Because uh, I'm very technologically advanced. So this is why I'm looking at my phone down here like like I'm an old man. So it's just in the corner of my eye. Uh, right, so not there. I hate technology. There they are. Right, okay. So we've got a bunch of questions in from Instagram. This is through the Instagram stories. So you wouldn't have seen yep. these questions. Um, so the first one is, we'll start with Judas Gray. It seems like he has not asked BMG for anyone that's going to be disappointed because uh, I'm not going through DMG again. He's just asked, want a scrap? Um, well, yes, I do. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. That's one of, he's one of the people that are on my list for this year that I would, I would like to work in some capacity. Because um, as I say, we've done training seminars together and um, we've trained together in different seminars uh, and different like sessions and we've done little bits and bobs but I would really like to see if that chemistry translates to to doing a match in front of a, a live crowd he's such an enigma I think he's just got such a unique charisma to him that um that some guys just don't have you've either got that charisma or you don't have it and he's got that charisma he's just got a great style and I would love to actually work him so yes I would love to scrap uh, he's also added, since I sadly can't make Tuesday, do an extra 100 squats for me. Kiss, kiss. I'll add those extra 100 squats in later this week. Yes, I won't do that. <laughs> but uh, you're right, though. I mean, oh, we're about to speak about other wrestlers, aren't you? But yeah, uh, Judas is great. It's just, yeah, I've, I've, I think I've maybe seen one match of his, but when I've spoken to him for the, the podcast, he's just this kind of just chilled, cool guy. And like, there's something about this. There's and his head's going to explode when I say this because his his ego's going to just max out. But there's very much a Jeff Hardy vibe about him, and that's yeah. I think that's I think that's very intentional. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to say that'll be the bit eclipse. Uh, the Jeff Hardy vibe about Judas Gray. But no, it's wrestling's yeah. great right now. That's, that's just bad. like there's so many great characters and wrestlers that are about that. There's just so many that you can go. Who's your favorite? And you're like. No, but like a list of twenty here to start off with, yeah. and then uh, loads of great guys, loads of great guys just now that are, that are coming through. Um, so other questions here. We've got uh, Pete Muhammad, of course, of uh, from Wrestle Talk oh. Muhammad, um, a big big fan favorite here. Um, right, so he's asked. No doubt Taylor is in magnificent shape. What a transformation it's been. Was there any moments that he nearly gave up with getting into the shape he has? Uh, no, like I was on, I was just on a mission. And once the thing that that really affects me is the unknown. When something's unknown, I will procrastinate. Um, once I've got a clear goal in my mind and a clear goal of how to get there, there will be nothing that stops me. But it's the because for years, like I didn't know how macros and calories or anything worked really. Like you think, like you thought you were eating well. Like back in 2012 when I was really hitting the gym and I got disheartened back then because I thought I was eating well and I was like, why am I not getting bigger? Why am I not putting on any muscle? And it was because I wasn't eating enough protein. But until somebody explains that to you and you've got somebody that can sort of keep you in check, you don't really understand. And because I didn't understand before, I would just give up. And then once it was all explained to me, I was able to just keep going and keep pushing through. And then I got to that 8% body fat, 158 pounds. I was shredded, uh, had abs, and I was like, great. I'm now too small to be a wrestler. 
<laughs> and then that's when I was like, right, I need to get bigger. So it's been hard. That's been the hardest bit. If you want, I've, recently is realizing that I'm eating in a surplus. I'm trying to gain weight so that hopefully when I cut down, I can be bigger than I was before. And I suppose because you have to look at yourself in the mirror, you have to still put on spandex when you're not feeling amazing, you're not feeling like you're very lean. Um, it can be a bit disheartening, but it's just trying to get through it and realise that it's it's like a, a means to an end. You're trying to get bigger so that at the end you do look better. So I'm hoping that in the next sort of eight weeks, by, I'm hoping that by the time that I wrestle Doug Williams on the, the 1st of May in Gala Shields, that I'm pretty shredded again and because I'm being really strict. Like I'm down low with my calories, my protein's still high, my um, steps, I'm still doing between ten and 15,000 steps daily. I'm still working out five days a week. I'm doing all my calisthenics stuff. Pardon me. So I'm hoping that by the time it comes round to that sort of first of May, that I'm going to be looking pretty spec. But realistically, it's probably going to take a couple of weeks after that. But I'm going to try my darndest that by the first of May, I'm going to be looking good. So that's a rematch there with Doug Williams. So that's that's what, what two matches within twelve months with with Doug. So are you? I would say, have you watched back your first match with him? Um, obviously, picked all the holes in it that, that possibly you can, and 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 this is kind of like your, I don't know, mini redemption. Anything that you thought you did didn't do well in your first match with them, you're going to try and make sure that they're tightened up in this the second one. Yeah, well, pretty much. Like, um, but I don't I don't know if this is what's going to happen. But I ideally, as long as I'm still champion by the first of May, I'll be wrestling Doug, um, and Gala Shields, and if I do wrestle Doug in Gala Shields. Um, I'm hoping to do it under pure rules. Because um, again, I, I love catch wrestling. Um, I'm a massive um, fan of the pure rules matches from early 2000s Ring of Honor. Doug Williams was the, first, was the second ever uh, pure rules champion. Um, and if I'm going to get any sort of redemption, I would love to be able to get redemption and a match type that he's dare I say synonymous with so that um, beating him would actually feel like a proper redemption so that's the plan and I'll give me a chance to redeem myself for anything that I felt that I didn't enjoy the first time round Pure Rules is starting to, to creep into Scotland now it, it seems to be um, Wrestle Carnival of course they they brought in a, a Pure Rules Championship which I think Chris Ridgway yeah. currently holds so of course he came up for Discovery Wrestling had that he is the champion yeah had that match with uh, Ian Skinner at Discovery, um, so it seems to be seems to be coming yeah. coming up north here, uh, creep, creeping in. Um, and and I know that there's a lot of, of wrestlers that I've spoken to that are a big fan of that kind of style. Um, yeah, I've seen a couple of pure. It's not I quite like a, a big sports entertain, entertainmenty thing, but I know that what I'm seeing is is art. I just sometimes I don't appreciate it fully, but I know that what I'm watching is good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, as 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 not as not like it's not your favorite. Like mm-hmm. as as getting getting like a, a flavored coffee and getting a vanilla one when really you want a hazelnut. But vanilla's okay. So yeah. hazelnut. So, but but when they're done well, I know they're done well. You know. So yeah. so when I was seeing Ian versus versus Chris Ridgeway, I was like, I know this is a good match. I know it's not my style, but I know this is good. You know. So it's just one of those 
odd things. Uh, but you know, if everyone everyone likes if everyone liked the same kind of wrestling, it would be very boring. Yeah, where you don't have any of the like the sort of comedy wrestling that you get or the, the death match wrestling. It would just be two men in tights rolling around with each other. And we would never have the Bulgarian baker. Exactly. Uh, There'd be no bread in Scotland. Jeez. Brexit may not be. Um so we got... <laughs> that's true. So we've got um Oh, I wish I actually kept their actual name because I just screenshot the picture. We've got the mini underscore machine am underscore fpwa asking, "What's your favourite video game?" Take a left turn here. Hey, oh, favourite video game. Um, I am going to say this actually changed. It used to be Majora's Mask for uh, the N sixty four, and for a lot of years I held on to that because it is one of my favourite games. But I recently played Persona Five. Um, and specifically Persona 5 Royal is just perfection it's turn based battling at it's best storytelling at it's best and the music is so good like it's like who would have thought that acid jazz would be such an amazing genre to base an RPG around but here we are in 2023 and Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal is still the best like turn-based RPG I've ever played, it's just fantastic. I need to get into these games because I remember ages ago I got a PlayStation Vita and uh, I put a, a tweet out just going, "Right, what game should I get for this?" And Ken Caden was like minutes later just going Persona Five. Uh, that was like his, oh, his but, but for PSV Vita, did you say yeah the Vita? Yeah, uh, that would be Persona Four. Persona, ah. Persona Four was as good as well. I also have that, but Persona Five is like definitive like persona game it's just fabulous like the way that the entire the entire game structure is just fantastic I'll, I'll eventually get there by the time persona 10 comes out i'm sure i'll uh be able to play it uh one day one one day i think last time i bought well i bought a game last week but um a jedi fallen order because it was like a fiver on playstation store i think i've played 20 minutes of that because that's just life now and you'll pick it up in six months' time and play another five minutes in it and then forget how the controls work. Absolutely. That, that's it. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the boy was asleep. I was like, I can sneak in a wee bit of a game here. Got my lightsaber on and he woke up. I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, lightsaber, we're going away. That's that's it. Once it's gone. Um, right, what else have I got on Instagram? I've got last one is from Reverend Jay Campbell. Of course, uh, he's a connoisseur of Fair City Wrestling. Um, he is. Best wrestler in Scotland at the moment. I mean, I appreciate that sentiment and I'm glad that he thinks that. Um, I think I'm a long way off it. Um, but I'm always striving to try and be the best wrestler in Scotland. Will I get there? Probably not. But am I going to keep trying? I will definitely try. If there was someone that you think that... Who would who, be your pick, though, then? If you're not thinking you're, 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 one, you're the best wrestler or you're at least aiming to be there, who do you think's up there? <laughs> A define best wrestler in Scotland. That's, that's the next like, thing. Yeah. Because if you're if you're if you're on about the best wrestler in Scotland, the best wrestler in Scotland's Gradle because he's he's a he's a genuine draw. Yeah. He um is a cross genre like star. Like he's got television shows, um he does his own panto promotion um that he runs at Christmas, the panto wrestling show that he does. He's got like so many feathers to his cap. Um, so if you, if you're talking about who's the best draw in Scotland, it's still Grado, and he would be classed as the best wrestler. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about like 
somebody that's actually technically the best wrestler in Scotland. I mean, it's hard to look past people like Leighton Buzzard. I mean, look at what he's doing. He's booked all over the world just now. Um, Emerson Jane, because she's just such a fantastic worker and works so hard to be the best. And yeah, that's kind of... Oh, and Jack Morris. I was, I, best, yeah, I, was, wait, I was waiting for, for yeah, a breath there. I was thinking Jack Morris. Yeah, God, different. sorry. Yeah, like how, how can how can you say that? I, if you... If you're not saying Grado, you would have to say Jack because what what he's just went on and done is just something that nobody's ever done. There's never been a Scotsman in the position that he's in and no pro wrestling. And that's an amazing achievement for for what he's done. And if you're talking about like people that worked hard during lockdown, like I thought I worked hard, but the way that Jack came back looking after lockdown, he was just absolutely shredded to pieces. He was leaner, bigger. He was just everything that you'd want to be coming back into professional wrestling. Like, it's, I suppose with Jack, it wasn't a case of um, if. It was always a when. When is this guy going to do something? I would never have thought he'd been in Japan. I thought he would have got signed over in America. But, I mean, Japan's an amazing step. Like, what he's doing just now, and it's, it's only just the as well. I think he was he was on the uh, was he on Great Booters last show as well. So that's he was yeah. So that's always a piece of history there. Although it's wrestling, yeah. there's likelihood there's going to be another last Great Booter show because it's wrestling. But you know, yeah. for the moment, he's in the last one. And Joe Hendry as well, of course, a digital media. Oh yes, Impact. sorry, uh, Joe, Joe Hendry. I didn't even think about that as well. Joe's Joe's done amazing. He's over Impact Digital Media Champion, um, getting genuinely over way with the fans at Impact as well. So he's definitely in for a shout. There's, it's just amazing to see so many guys doing so much in wrestling right now from Scotland. It's brilliant. Yeah, especially when you see WWE and NXT and all that kind of stuff. It's just... We're very, I mentioned it in another podcast some recently. I don't know, I've done that many at the moment. Uh, but yeah, we're very lucky here that we've got such... We're such a small country, but we've produced and still producing some absolute top quality wrestlers of different varieties. It's like nobody's coming out of here. Yeah. Just black black pants, uh, black boots, the wrestler. They come out with characters. They come out with they're they're all these youngins now know how to use social media. So they're they're creating characters that, that people want to see once you get beat up yeah. or once you see in action. It's just a it's it's <clears throat> a good time. Like I said earlier, wrestling is ace right now. Um, wrestling is ace when it comes to the social media side of things, that's still something you're kind of timid on, or kind of just you're happy just more just let your actions do the talking. I'm getting better at social media. I'm just not amazing at it yet. Like, um, I suppose the same way anything. Like, there's always reservations you've got about putting out your own stuff. Like, um, I'm not an amazing promo. I'm not a great talker. I'm still I'm still learning to be a better talker. Uh, and be a better personality. Like you're talking about, like people um, have got gimmicks. I don't even think I, I really have a gimmick. Like my gimmick is just that I'm a wrestler that wants to be a great wrestler. And how many of them in the world? Hundreds and thousands, but self. And I don't think I would get the best out of my work because I'd always be thinking I have to do something different. Mm-hmm. That's that's not my usual thing. 
and I know that like going out your comfort zone is good, but even just doing some of the stuff I do, I do take myself out of my comfort zone. I do a lot of different things and take a lot of different risks with my style. Um, so yeah, um, but I'm hoping that uh, this year maybe I can be better. Like I, I was better last year, and this year I need to be even better. So it's just a gradual thing. I, I'm not going to be a great promo overnight. I'm not going to be a great talker overnight. It just takes time, perseverance, and practice. Um, and I suppose now one of the sort of byproducts of being in these high-profile positions in different companies is I'm getting the opportunity to speak more and to show more of my personality. So that's my goal this year, is to show more of my personality, more of my sports entertainment side of wrestling rather than just my wrestling style of wrestling. But 2022 was a very wrestling focused year. I'm hoping this year could be still wrestling focused, but a little bit more sports entertainment in there as well. Absolutely fair enough. Um, so of course you've got, uh, you've got CCW coming to to W3L, so Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. Uh, is that yep. is, have you had your eye on anyone particular in Copenhagen Championship Wrestling? So we've got guys like uh, um, on a blanked. That is terrible of me as a as a as a host. The Copenhagen Hangman. There we go. We've got Nitro Green as well. I'm trying to think of Nitro Green. Um, um, but, yeah, I only really know. I'm only really familiar with uh, Nitro Green um, because we've wrestled on a couple of shows together. I've seen his work. Um, I believe the month before I won the junior heavyweight championship, um, he had been fighting against um, Ken Caden and Nathan North for an opportunity at that. Um, so I've seen. Him work, so I kind of hoped I'd be able to work him, um, but I don't think he's over for some reason. Um, just I don't know for a fact. I've not seen the match graphics, um, but I've I spoke to Mike and just seen who was available, and he'd said if there's any preferences, but there's genuinely none. I just I'll wrestle whoever. It, it really doesn't bother me. Um, um, I just hope that I can put something out there that I can be proud of and not slap my head too much at. I was gonna say as soon as you said that, I was like, you won't. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna dislike whatever you put out <laughs> of what I've learned but here. I can this hour. Try, but the, the, the aim is always to try and like what I put out there. But, that, my, that's what my wife always says. Anytime she's like, "Why do you even wrestle? Do you sit and watch your matches and do you hate every second of it?" I'm like, "Yeah, but like, if somebody comes back and thinks that was the best match I have ever done." No one has ever done a better match than I have just done. Then they're delusional. Um, and they need to have a serious uh, look into being mindful and self-reflecting and being able to look at their own performances. I'm not saying there is anybody that does that, but you always need to have that little bit of edge and come back and think, right, what did we do good? What can we be better at? Like, it's I really dislike the attitude when, like, if you do something and you go, that was all right. Mm. Was it all right then? If, if you're saying that was all right, you didn't want it to be all right. You want it to be good. You want it to be great. You want it to be perfect. Like, you, you don't want it to just be, like, a wee throwaway thing that you do. Nah, it's all right. All right, doesn't it cut it? All right, it's no good enough to me. And that's the way that I look at my matches. Somebody will watch a match back and look and say, yeah, that looked okay. I'm like, yeah okay is not good enough it's never good enough like okay you need to be 
great or you need to try and be great at least. And I suppose that's always a sort of standard that I, I try and put my matches up against. Like, is it great? If it's not great, why is it not great? What can I do better to make it great? I mean, the worst thing you could do is go onto a podcast and call yourself the greatest wrestler of all time. That would just be the, that possibly would be the best idea. But uh, before we yeah. <laughs> wrap up, um, I'm a little bit of a bitch this season, to be honest, but I've, I've, people have rubbed me the wrong way in this particular season of the art of podcasting, and I'm just letting it out one petty comment at a time. Uh, so we've got, we've got Suzanne uh, asking, the next, next question kind of, also wrap up, I'm um, seeing the time here. I'm just asking, who's the one wrestler that you've never faced that you really want to? One wrestler that I've never faced. Uh, da, 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 da. There's actually quite a lot, and like if I'm I'm thinking back to to people, there's quite a lot of guys that I would I would like to wrestle. Like I've never worked Ian Skinner. I would love oh, a yes. chance to 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 work against Ian. Uh, I think he's really talented. Uh, Kez Evans, I think he's brilliant. Um, really fantastic. Um, but I'm going to say, um, because it's actually astounding that, and I think seven, 17 years for him, 18 years for me, we've never wrestled each other, is Andy Wilde. Like, oh, sorry, Andy Roberts. Andy Roberts. That, that um, surprises me. I've, no, I've never, never worked them, ever. I've did a run in one of his matches once, but I've never actually wrestled him ever. I've done stuff in training with him um, at different points uh, through the time, but I've never actually wrestled him on a show. So Andy Roberts, that I'm going to go out there and say that I've never worked him. I've always wanted to work him. I really respect the sort of way that he wrestles. Um, so yeah, Andy Roberts, that's who I'm going to say. Perfect. Well, that, I think that's a nice way to, to round up then your intention. Hopefully, uh, by, well, not by the time this comes out, but by the time 2023 ends, you would have found your voice and also got your match with Andy Roberts. Fingers crossed. Fingers but, crossed. But we can only we can only but strive and only but hope. And as long as we're doing the right work, I'll eventually get there. How long it takes, nobody knows, but at least we can try. Absolutely. So anything you want to plug before we go? Your social media handles or, or anything like that? Or any I don't matches. know my social media handles off the top of my head. Um, I will do I it think for I'm, you then. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. If you know if you know them, that's amazing because I don't know my own. They're all variations of tier zero in some way, shape, or form. They are. So I'll do Twitter because that's the one I've got in front of me. It's at tier yeah. underscore zero with the O is a zero. At yep. TB. So there you go. Yep. If you want to go on Twitter, but if if you if you're finding this podcast, you've probably found it through social media. I would have tagged yeah. you in it, so it'll be fine. Um, but no, that, that's been nice. I'm glad we've got this catch up because, like I said, we, we had six minutes last time. Uh, we're, we're backstage, so I'm glad that we've got a proper, uh, proper catch up here and uh, look forward to. I'm now I'm just looking forward to seeing you against Andy Roberts. And in the meantime, I'm going to go check your match with uh, Emerson Jane again and Doug Williams. So that's my evening sorted. But no, thanks. Yeah, thanks very much, Billy. I really appreciate you having me on.